Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. It's a, it's a work in progress, and I wouldn't wish that uh, anyone to be in my situation where you leave your wife and kids, and and then you are on point A, they are in point B. Yeah, um, That's not a, a fun situation. Those are the words of Blaise Masinga, who has an incredible story of pain and suffering, but yet finding hope as he details his life's journey from Africa to Minnesota. Welcome to Life Support. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was a golden boy. All we can do right now is come together. Extreme domestic violence, multiple rapes. This is Life Support, hosted by Pastor Paul Johnson from Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. My name is Steve Johnson, director of Five Stone Media, a co-sponsor of this program. And our goal is to use story to bring hope and healing. And now let's join part two of our conversation with Blaise Masinga and Pastor Paul. So glad to have you on Life Support. And again, during this episode, we have an amazing guest who's telling us his story and how he's giving back after the experiences that he's gone through. His name is Blaze Masinga. And Blaze, I'm so glad you're here again. Thanks for dropping by. Thank you so much, Pastor Paul. I'm glad to talk to you today. And well, we were talking about your story last time, and uh, you were in this situation where you grew up in Congo. Um, you were in a home that was Baptist and Mennonite, and we'll let our listeners figure out how that all works together. Your parents were teachers. You wanted an education, but the dictator of Congo was denying that opportunity to many. And so you were in a peaceful protest. Mm -hmm. You were arrested by the soldiers there. You were tortured, mm -hmm. um, which you have talked about, and it was um, a terrible thing. And then you made your way, escaping there, to South Africa, where God began to take care of this scared 19-year-old who couldn't even speak English. Mm-hmm. But yet God was there for you. Mm -hmm. Now, you didn't just stay in South Africa, though, no. because here you are mm -hmm. in the United States. Yeah. So what happened next? Yeah. So what happened next is uh, now we've lived in South Africa, and uh, I've told you the condition in terms of immigration in South Africa, which wasn't pleasant. But now... Uh, I'm one of those people who like to fight for the life. And then with faith in God, um, I believe in that um, scripture. He said that anything is possible for those who have faith. So you can be in the midst of some things. And the only things which has kept me strong, they are two things, faith and hope. So faith when you are 19 years old, you don't know what to do with your life. And someone step in in your life, the way those um, my parent friends stepped in to, to help me out to go to, uh, to, to South Africa. But now I had a goal to fight. There is a challenge of immigration, but I did finish my studies. After finished their studies, um, 
I had to work for myself. I was a consultant. At that time, South Africa has an initiative, which everyone who have been in South Africa will know if they call Black Economic Empowerment, which I trained, I mean, I was trained um, by an organization called BE Online, and I become a consultant. So I made a bit of money, but after that, obviously, um, I worked as a consultant for a few years. Then, uh, fast forward, I will say that I end up being hired as um, a business manager for Central Africa uh, to one of multinational. So the goal was to go back in Congo and help out um, your fellows. So um, malaria is, today we're talking about uh, coronavirus, but at the time mm -hmm. malaria is even an issue uh, at the moment. So the plane, um, I did a bit of traveling back in Congo uh, with the plane to put this uh, organization in place, but again, <laughs> we are in the 90s where we were talking about uh, uh, the political situation. And again, Blaze, uh, 20 years down the line, is finding himself with the same situation. So the situation didn't allow us um, to, uh, to, to do those projects, which are supposed to help uh, the population, poor populations. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna. I don't want to go too much on that detail because it's too yeah. painful. Okay. But I mm -hmm. was able to um, to to leave uh, South Africa because of uh, those situations, and I find myself in in, in United States. And you, when you arrived here, uh, you didn't have your family with you. No at all and then that's the situation which uh was so difficult mm -hmm. i had two uh premature children so my kids were born in those conditions you know why because we didn't have medical insurance mm -hmm. at the time mm -hmm. and the situation um as i'm saying uh didn't allow us to, to have those opportunity but you leaving a woman with those conditions and now you find yourself in united states so it was very very difficult and that situation lasted for four years mm -hmm. you know um we reunited after four years with my uh, uh with my wife and when you arrived you weren't mm -hmm. sure what you were going to do or where you were going to go but god i think you told me all of a sudden somebody showed up to help you yeah and gave you assistance just like what happened in south africa exactly mm -hmm. uh my life is a testimony mm -hmm. my life is really a testimony that's the reason why I want to live the rest of my life, not only by myself, but also thinking of other people. Because throughout my life, I've seen a miracle how people can have step in in my life and help me out. And then I want to live that life of also helping other people because mm -hmm. I am a product of compassion of other people. And I think my mom did a good work of investing in love 
of teaching, of showing love to people. I've told you how that, uh, how my mom become very, how she's incredible from, for, for my, how she has been like a mentor yeah. in my life. Yeah. And I think her seed has paid in my life. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm carrying it um, to other people as well. So yes, um, someone stepped in and, and, and helped me out. But also became, uh, I would say, active. You know, when I came in United United States, I didn't have any things, but I had English. Yeah. So I had because English. Because you had learned English in South Africa. Because I've learned English in South Africa. Mm -hmm. And obviously, um, with the people who helped me a bit, but then I have to fly with on my own. And then to fly on my own, what does it mean? I become an interpreter. And I had to help people who has health issues in the hospital or who needed a doctor who could speak, uh, who needed mm. someone who could speak French and English. So right. I become an interpreter, but I also gave my life uh, in mentoring like uh, people or kids who are disadvantaged, like people of color. Um, helping them with things like mat mathematics, and did I did it with uh, a Mennonite church here, um, which also was um, very helpful. So I figure out that okay, what what do I need to do in this journey in order to be reunited with my wife while I'm waiting to reunited with my wife. So it was challenging in yeah. the midst of I've never experienced the cold of Minnesota but sometimes uh, without a car you had to be in the bus and going helping someone who is in need of an interpreter it, it, those are the things which I, I've done and I didn't have a place to stay uh, you know I've, what I mean by that sometimes there are people also opening their house for, for, for me Mm -hmm. so that I can live with them without me putting any penny. So those hospitality of people opening their house for me so that I can stay, uh, those are the things uh, which has helped me um, to be who I am today. And you can really see God work in those situations. So, And it hasn't been that long since you were reunited with your family. No, not at all. What year was that? It was the middle uh, 2016? 2016, that was the the year which my wife and kids arrived in Minnesota. Pastor, I couldn't even think of seeing my kids because they were little. But now, I when you are meeting with, people, with the kids four years, yeah. After, so that that was incredible. It One must be a very hard adjustment to make to not have seen them for so long, and especially with the trauma that you had dealt with. I would say that adjustment even up to now. Yeah. So because it's been like even four years, so it's a it's a work in progress, and I wouldn't wish that uh, anyone to be in my situation where you leave your wife and kids and and then you are on point A, they are in point B. Yeah. Um, that's not a, a fun situation. In the cold of Minnesota. In the cold of Minnesota. Um, so as you look back and you were tortured in Congo, mm -hmm. 
You go to South Africa where you were treated oppressively there. Mm -hmm. You make your way to the United States Mm -hmm. where you're all alone. Mm -hmm. And God was there each step of the way. Mm -hmm. When you look back, how do you process all of this that has happened to you? Does it get overwhelming sometimes to think about I was tortured? I went to South Africa and was mistreated? Or has God helped you to heal from much of that? That has happened to you? Yes. God has helped me to heal, but sometimes also it feels um, overwhelming. But mm-hmm. with, you need to have a big heart. Uh, you know, Jesus is my mentor, and he's mm-hmm. a good example. Mm-hmm. I remember in the cross, he said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And this is sitting in the cross with someone who have done wrong, but Jesus choose forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And when he choose forgiveness uh, of a murder of someone who did, you know, I mean, you are, you, you know exactly what I'm talking, Pastor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, 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 that kind of, of, of mindset I have, I have a forgiveness, forgiveness heart. We'll be back to the conversation with Paul and Blaise Masinga in just a moment. You know, Pastor Paul is hosting this program from a unique perspective. After losing his first wife to cancer, he then experienced the homicide of his young adult son. And that's what life support is really all about. It's survivors in discussion with other survivors. My name is Steve Johnson, Executive Director of Five Stone Media, and we are so pleased to be a co-sponsor of this program. For more about our work, log on to www.lifesupportresources.org. And now, back to Pastor Paul. You need to have a big heart. Uh, You know, Jesus is my mentor, and he's a good example. Mm -hmm. I remember in the cross, he said, Father, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. And this is sitting in the cross with someone who have done wrong, but Jesus choose forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And when he choose forgiveness uh, of a murder of someone who did, you know, I mean, you are, you, you know exactly what I'm talking, Pastor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, 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 that kind of, of, of mindset I have, I have a forgiveness, forgiveness heart. Because uh, otherwise it just eats away at you and bitterness is no good. Right now, as you speak, you mentioned um, our situation. Right now, in mm-hmm. my email box, mm-hmm. is a message about the the man who murdered our son. Mm-hmm. And it will be a report on whether he's getting parole or... And I haven't looked at it yet, but I know it's mm-hmm. sitting there. Mm-hmm. And so you have to relive these things mm-hmm. over the circumstances that come along. And you have yeah. to forgive over... And over and over again, yeah. right? It's not just a one-time thing. It's not a one-time thing. Pastor, my story, I what we're talking, I can maybe, I'm in the in the future, I'm, I'll be writing a book because you're mentioning your son. Mm-hmm. Father, I, uh, uh, Pastor Paul, I have witnessed in my life the loss of my son mm-hmm. because today if I have... Uh, a foundation which focusing more also on healthcare. That's one of the things. Talking about South Africa, my wife, we are losing a son because of a negligence of hospitals. 
And that's why for me, racism doesn't mean anything. So because when you hear something called xenophobia, meaning that someone who look like me, but he hate me because not because I look like him, but because he think that I came in that country because I came to steal the job mm -hmm. or this. So yeah. that's why the love of Christ is so wonderful to us. We have gone through a lot, losing a son uh, because of uh, one will call negligence. And those things, if you think of torture, losing a son, being uh, in those misfortune which have been in my life, uh, coming in here. So if you look everything, uh, it can be overwhelming. But guess what? Choose forgiveness. Yeah, it's like you come to a fork in the road and you yes. have to decide. Yes. And yes. I have no doubt that the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. is the one who helps us to decide rightly. Yes. Which doesn't mean there's not going to be hard times and it doesn't mean there's not grief and there's, it doesn't mean that there's not anger that comes up and so forth. But mm -hmm. in my life, at least, I remember coming to that fork in the road. And you, you can either believe in God and continue to walk with God mm -hmm. or you can walk away. Yes. And I always think of Peter when uh, Jesus asked the disciples, mm -hmm. well, who do you think I am? Mm -hmm. And Peter said, you know, well, you're the Christ. Mm -hmm. And he said, I, I, I'm not going to leave you. Where else would I go? Exactly. And I think you had to make that same kind of decision in your own life, probably, it, probably over and over again, right? Exactly, Pastor. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the mindset. Uh, who do I go? And uh, I think of my life as I want to be a witness of someone who have been victim of hurt, but also someone who have also received a lot of compassions of others. And as I was saying to you, I have to go to South Africa. There was someone had to step in in my life that compassions people have opened their homes so that I can stay with them so that those all of those things is fine but and you look in your life as well people who have stepped in to yeah. help you out yeah. so all of that is part of love of Jesus Christ and that's pretty much what I feel like um, I have to lead my life with yeah. faith and, and God works in those ways and he he does it through people and it's mm -hmm. very surprising mm -hmm. Sometimes in, in our case, I remember that there in um, British Columbia, where all of this happened with our family, mm -hmm. there was a government service that helps victims of violent crime. Mm -hmm. Well, I come to find out that it just so happens that the, the man who leads that is a retired pastor, mm -hmm. which I'm sure the government probably didn't even know and wouldn't have been thrilled to find out about. But he was a retired pastor. Mm -hmm. And so he knew exactly what our family needed, and he knew how to get us to involved with the person who had done the crime. Mm -hmm. He knew we wanted to introduce them to Jesus mm -hmm. because he was a Christian. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what God does. Mm -hmm. Out of the blue, here's this man mm -hmm. who we'd never met before, mm -hmm. and now all of a sudden we have an advocate. Yes. And that's, what, that's the way God works. And so when you ever, whenever you think you're all alone and there's no hope, God steps up and says, well, yes, there is. Exactly. Yeah. And he does that. So you're, you're trying to give back now. You've got a foundation mm -hmm. that you want to go back and you want to help those people mm -hmm. in Congo mm -hmm. 
because you've also lost your mother through all of this mm-hmm. because she didn't get proper medical care. Mm-hmm. So tell me about your foundation. Well, my, my foundation, as I said, is Masinga Foundations. And uh, if anyone want to follow us right now or want to know more about our foundation, he can go online on www.masingafoundation.org. Um, our goals is to be people who, real people who have gone to real issues and who are coming with real solutions. But those solutions, it's the solution which we believe that our faith is the only way which um, people can um, hear the gospel of Jesus by looking at our foundation. What I'm, I'm trying to say, Pastor, right now here, our foundation's missions is pretty much um, to help people who are hurt, mm-hmm. people who are misfortuned, people mm-hmm. who are in the condition which, because which no one else can step in, and then you step in and you help. So we're helping hurting people. And then our goal is to step in, in in the life of people and help them, in the life of young people, because I was helped when I was young, and I want to do the same. There is, your ministry is your story. Mm-hmm. And if your ministry is your story, Blaze's story, that exactly his foundation vision is. What is what is Blaze's story? Blaze coming from a middle class family, which he has his parents couldn't afford uh, to send him to university. You know, my forty years of working of my parents wouldn't have even afforded even a one year university. But the truth is, today I am um, someone with. Today I'm gonna have even my third degree. I'm talking about that um, next week. Um, I will be uh, receiving another degree at Metro State University. So, but how this has been possible? It has been possible because of people who step in in my life. So that's the philosophy behind Masinga Foundations. It's helping people who are in need, mm-hmm. people who um, have issues, and taking care of health issues which no one else could step in. That's basically all. Yeah, and sometimes we we forget here in the United States that there are there are people suffering right now mm-hmm. all around the world, including Congo. Mm-hmm. There are people being tortured, there are people being oppressed. Mm-hmm. You were telling me that your father and your sister mm-hmm. have worked, you know, your father worked his whole life. Your sister mm-hmm. was a nurse mm-hmm. and they hardly have enough money to live on. No. And so you want to reach back and you want to help. Exactly. Good for you. And this is a real story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So to get a hold of that, it's it's Masinga, M-A-S-I-N-G-A dot org. And you can look that up and you can find out more about what Blaze is up to. And I'm sure you're going to be hearing more from this man as time goes on because uh, you've got a passion and you've got a heart and you've also got brains. And so you're going to, God's going to use you in amazing ways. And I'm just really thankful that you've dropped by these last couple of uh, times together. 
And I want to wish you the best. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, Father. Uh, I will say something. is MasingaFoundations.org. MasingaFoundations.org. Yes. Good. Thank you for correcting me. Yeah. I, I live my life with people correcting me. Mm-hmm. So that's just, you can get right in line. So that's good. Oh, thank you. MasingaFoundations.org. Thank you. Got it. Okay. So I'm so glad you dropped by on life support. And, you know, Blaze is talking about how God never, ever, you know, gives up on on us and how he stepped in in his life um, at various times when he was being tortured and when he was alone and being oppressed. But God is like that. This is what he does. And in Philippians 4.19, the Bible says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and the glory in Christ Jesus. And so there is nothing that you're facing right now. There is no hardship. There is no circumstance that God can't penetrate and work his glory in. It may seem insurmountable to you, and the darkness may feel like it's never going to lift, and you may feel like no one, no one else understands. But Paul made it clear that God will supply every need of yours according to the riches of his glory. And so I just want to encourage you that God is still working, even if you can't see him at the moment, that he has not forsaken you, even though it may seem like he's forsaken you, because the Bible tells us differently, and God is with you. I want to thank our partners that make this show possible, Faith Radio at MyFaithRadio.com. You can check out the podcast there. You can also go to Five Stone Media, where you can see a video version at fivestonemedia.com. Check us out here at Ridgewood Church at myrwc.org. I'm on Twitter. I'd love to see you there too, at Pastor Paul J. And thank you again for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on Life Support. Life Support is a co-production of Five Stone Media and Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. Thanks for listening to this Life Support podcast. These conversations are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. To avoid missing future editions of Life Support, subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of Life Support.